find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good? What is good? Happy New Year, everyone. You are listening to a brand new episode. Actually, I'm sorry, hold on. Let me rewind that real quick. This is actually the first episode for 2022 of Behind the Baller. Yo, my bad. God damn it. Let, let, let's start this motherfucker all over. Yo, you guys, you are listening to the world-famous, award-winning, globally-ranked entrepreneurship Behind the Baller podcast. God damn it. I am your host, Ben Baller, never been humble, aka the Omicron Don, aka the Korean Anthony Fauci, aka the Korean John Cusack. You already know what the fuck it is. I'm the Asian Nick Ballore. If you don't know who the fuck that is, you ain't no real 12. But god damn it, how the hell are you, BTB Army? Damn. Like, it feels real good. It feels like it's been forever, but it feels real good to talk to you guys. For those of you who are just tuning in for the very first time, this is the most unorthodox business podcast you'll ever hear in your lifetime. And this show is also brought to you in 8K high Doge Phoenician sound. You already know it's 2022. We are very bullish over here on crypto, on NFTs, and you already know what the fuck it is. This is a 100% independent podcast. This is a Dust Brothers production, okay? Coming to you in stereo every single episode, every Monday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Much love to my brothers, Miles Davis and Jordan Winter. I missed you guys. I can't go. I couldn't see them because I've been on motherfucking quarantine up till two, three days ago, all right? Like I said, it feels like for fucking ever, like real shit. It feels like it has been forever, But, you know, yo, we're here. Not really. Let's get into it. Look, you know, I want to do emergency podcast when I got the the coronavirus, right? Look, I never wanted to get the fucking virus. And, you know, some people are like, oh, you know how serious was Ben with it, whatever, boom. You know, a lot of people say, hey, two years ago, I was one of the first people to warn them about the virus and everything. I barely found out about it in January. Um, You know, that was the year that fucking Kobe had died. A lot of shit that just has been going on, right? And so um, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I kind of got a little lax with it. Like, I let my guard down, you know? And the first time I actually let my real guard down ever was when I was in New York for uh, the Met Gala, for all that shit. When the Cuddy had his birthday, he had his uh, intergalactic party and uh, I entered the building and I was like, yo, COVID is in the building. Now, the crazy part is every single motherfucker that I know, I want to say 85% of everyone I know has had COVID in the last two weeks or still going through it, whatever the fuck it may be. It is wild as shit. I have never seen anything this fucking contagious. This strain, and they say, oh, Omicron's not as bad as Delta, blah, blah. Bull motherfucking shit. And some people are like, well, if you lost your smell, you didn't have Omicron. Shut the fuck up. All right? That that ain't fucking true. So, because I tested positive, I tested positive, and I came back, had a doctor do it. I was like, I had fucking Omicron strain. I might have had a mixed, I might have my own fucking new variant. I might have had fucking had Bolicron. Okay? Anyways, um, there's only two places I could have got it, okay? And I was shooting an NFL commercial at my store. Everyone had to take tests and it could have happened there. Now, I know some people right now might be like, hey, Ben, I really wish you wouldn't have said that, blah, blah, whatever. Look, man, you know what? I'm not saying anything bad about anything. I didn't tell somebody that I fucked someone in the ass or that they fucked me in the ass or anything like that or everything. I'm just telling you guys, could have been there. Or it could have been when I went to PSA, now, they say the symptoms hit you sooner or whatever. I don't know. My kids were sick as fuck. And I talked about that on the last podcast episode that we had uh, had two weeks ago. Okay. So I can't for sure tell you where I could have gotten it. Now, the thing is, I feel like two times 
I was definitely very good about, you know, my touching things, certain things like, you know, because I'll tell you something. I used to do drugs, right? I got no shame in telling y'all. This was fucking 20 something years ago. And I'm talking about like uh, synthetic drugs. I'm sorry. And ever since, I'll never forget, ever since I stopped fucking around with that white girl, I pick my nose. It's a bad, terrible habit. I don't have a deviated septum from it, but you know, just a real bad habit that happens. So with that said, I need to make sure my hands are 5 million times percent clean. You know, and it, remember, I've been carrying sanitizer in my pocket for years and years, maybe almost a decade before any of this shit happened, right? So I don't think that was the case. It was a hug, maybe breathing some air in, whatever. I was being real lax about masks and all kinds of shit. Now I got the antibodies. So it's a whole different ball game that's going on. But let me tell you something. When that shit kicked in, this is the problem. When I gave y'all that last podcast, I was already sick as fuck. And I said it. I said, yo, man, I'm sick as shit. I don't even fucking know what's going on. I got the flu. I tested negative, blah, blah. I didn't even fucking know. And I recorded that show at three, four, five in the morning. I forgot what time it was. I was out. I couldn't even go to sleep. And I thought I had a Viagra hangover. I didn't know what the fuck was going on because my ass hurt, you know, pause. And like my whole body was in pain. And I was like, yo, you guys don't even understand how much pain I was in on Sunday. I was fucked up. I was hallucinating. I was sweating like a motherfucker. By the way, guys, I lost 12 fucking pounds from the COVID-19 virus, okay? This shit is no motherfucking joke. Then on Monday, I was feeling even shittier. So thank God to Concierge MDLA. And I'm not joking. I'm just saying no commercial. I'm telling you all straight up. I called my man, Dr. Abe, who was my doctor. I said, listen, I need to see you. He's like, I'm on a plane. I said, I don't, you need to send somebody over here. I need to get the monoclonal fucking uh, antibody IV. I need a motherfucker to get me some Regeneron. I need some fucking, uh, I don't give a fuck what it is. I was about to take fucking ivermectin, where the fuck that shit is, that fucking uh, horse tranquilizer, fucking whatever. I didn't take it, but through major drama and through some fucking secretive handshake shit and paying a lot of money, I was able to get Regeneron. I was also able to get the fucking monoclonal fucking uh, antibodies, right? And I ain't gonna lie to you, it made me feel a lot better. It just took about 24 hours. Then I got an antibody, uh, an anti, I got a, um, I'm sorry, not a fucking, what is it? Immunity boost IV. I had a miniature hospital set up in my crib, all right? And that's one thing that I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the times that like, I don't go out and go buy a fucking Balenciaga jacket or do some other shit. You know, I'm wearing my white tees. When I splurge, either be on a car, a vacation or something, this is my health. I was not about to fuck around. Now the thing is, do my kids have it? Because, you know, we had tested them several times here and there and they were clear. Don't think they did. And the thing is, you know, not a flex, but my crib is big enough to where, you know, I can separate from them, right? We can cut that bitch and, uh, you know, give me uh, 18% or 20% of the fucking crib. No, actually, my bad. What the fuck am I talking about? Give me 33% of the crib and I got 2,000 square feet that are on my own. And, you know, I had the motherfucking molecules. uh, That's the air purifier cracking. I had the Lysol sprayed. I was back in this whole shit. I was back fucking February, 2020 all over again. Right. So I took three regular tests. It wasn't until I took the actual, um, PCR joint that I tested positive. Once I tested positive on that PCR joint and he was like, nah, let me check you for real, for real. I started testing positive on the motherfucking Binax home tests. And I was like, ain't this about a bitch? So like right about Wednesday, I'm like, all right, you know what? Uh, I feel a lot better. But I was still like, look, we're talking 15 days now or somewhere around 15 days. I think today is right now. Okay. I'm still not 100. Okay. Still feel out of breath and whatever. And it's crazy because when I heard Tyler Lockett from the Seahawks talk about how fucked up it got him. And this man is in great shape, young, lighter, smaller than me, and it fucked him up. And by the way, he played a hell of a game yesterday. But, um, you know, it fucked me up. 
I was like, yo, man, this shit got me fucked up. And it would go in waves. Remember, I went through all the best shit. I had the best stuff. And, you know, you talk to people and they're like, oh, man, I got no symptoms. My shit's not that bad. My shit's here, there, boom. And I have a lot of friends that got it. And some of them said it was cool. And then someone like, yo, man, this shit's kicking my ass. And then I even had one of my homies like, yo, this shit, I feel like I'm going to die. And I'm like, I told you. And it's fucking everyone's going through it. Everyone's hitting me up like, yo, what can you do? What can I? I was like, look, bro, this is what I took. I don't know. And then they're like, yo, I can't get Regeneron. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I acted as fast as I could. Now, the crazy part is the cases that are up in New York and LA were fucking wild how high they were up. Remember, this is a different variant. So if you had COVID last year, you could fuck around and get it this year easily from this shit. Look how fast it spread to the NBA and the NFL, right? So what's sad is in Miami, I have friends out there who are, you know, they aren't broke motherfuckers. They can't get a test. At least in LA, you can get tested. Only problem is there's so many fucking people tested positive and so kinds of crazy shit going on here. And because of that, you know, flights are being canceled, whatever, boom, here and there. You know, when you get a rapid test, you're supposed to get it back in an hour, two hours, blah, blah, whatever. Motherfuckers ain't getting those tests back. Everything's getting delayed. Even PCR tests are supposed to take three, four hours. Some of these people are missing their flights because they can't get on a plane going somewhere that needs to have a test. And there's just, it's really crazy out there. And everyone listening to this right now, you know, and I know I'm not speaking about just America. This is my boys who had a Omicron in London, right? In Manchester. So, you know, we have BTB listeners all over the earth. Fucking, remember, we're number one in Botswana, okay? In Africa, dog. We are, you know, we are in top 10 in Australia. We are top 10 in fucking uh, Malaysia and Indonesia. So, you know, we got listeners all over the place. I don't know what it's like everywhere else. I just know that as I'm telling you guys this, on a Monday morning, I have a fucking headache. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I was really going through it. It's been two weeks since I recorded that show and I was really going through it that night. So just wanna let you guys know this shit is wild. I think on Wednesday or Thursday, a week ago, I forgot when it was, however the fuck it was two weeks ago. I can't believe how fucking, how just, but it's been forever. But three or four days after my symptoms were kind of like, all right, you know, I took all that shit. I lost my sense of smell. Now, the fucking crazy part about it is, and to most people, they say, oh, well, you look at this. If you lose your smell, you lose your taste. That ain't true. That's what's crazy as fuck. And most people that think they know everything, until it happens to you, you know what the fuck you're talking about. Now, I could take the meanest shit in my bathroom and I don't smell it. And that's what's crazy as fuck. I don't know if my breath is humming. You know, you don't know what the fuck is going on. I will say this. After those IVs and everything else, my skin looked better, right? I could finally see my jawline. I didn't gain the, a lot of weight back because I've been eating like a fucking savage, but I didn't eat anything for three, four days. I couldn't, couldn't sleep for more than two or three hours at one point. And it was like, I'd wake up and have to go pee because I was drinking so much fucking water and so much Bukhari sweat to get my fluids going. The IVs I was get, taking, I was taking IVs that took like 90 minutes. It was all kinds of nutrients going on, right? So I lost my sense of smell, but... You know, I was eating my Jolly Ranchers. For those of you who obviously don't know me, I'm a Jolly Rancher fiend. It's part of my fucking thing. Like I have them every day. And you know, the sour apple joints, I have them and I can taste it. Couldn't smell it for nothing. Now, one day I take a long ass shower, start blowing my nose. That's why I'd really, I, you know, when I get in the shower, I get clean. Like I get clean. The shower is on, it's hot. Use the soap. Then I get this fucking body scrub and I scrub where it's fucking, it will hurt somebody. If I scrub a little too hard, I, I scrub pretty hard, a little harder and I'll, I'll fuck around, take layers of skin off and take my tattoos off. Like that's how serious I get in, in the shower, okay? That's why I don't need to shower every single fucking day. But when I shower, shower, I go all in. I blow my nose. I do everything I got to do. Yo, I clean everything in that motherfucker. So came out, couldn't smell. I think I lost my sense of smell probably about five, six days started slowly getting it back. I would start smelling the soap on my hands and start smelling, you know, the diptyque candles and things like that. But it really fucked me up because of everything that I went through. I remember when I started quarantining, right? When I was quarantining, no matter what, I still had my kids, you know, very stressful to see them go through the, the classes they were doing, the remote shit. It was very weird. It's been a weird couple years, you know. I've avoided the virus for that long, and then I get it, and I have to quarantine from everyone in the house. So this was the first time in my family's life where, one, 
We missed our trip to the Bay Area. I missed my trip to San Francisco. I was supposed to take, I was supposed to take Lena with me. And I didn't get to see my kids on Christmas Day. And for those of you who are parents out there, I don't know who else went through that. Most of my friends who have COVID, their whole entire family got it, right? It fucked me up to have to see my kids in, you know, on FaceTime. And Nick was real strict about it. And I understand why, you know, because we don't want to fuck around and give London any kind of a situation. By the way, they just got vaccinated last week. Uh, London, the writer, did. Kai couldn't. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, too. But it fucked me up not being able to see them. And I think right before I got sick, London got in a fight with one of his friends. I'm sorry. Ryder got in a fight. My God, my brain is so fucked up. Ryder got in a fight with one of his friends. And I haven't heard Ryder cry at this age in a very long time, right? When I say cry, like I mean really cry. Tears coming out, sad. And he was just really bummed out. And it broke my fucking heart. The next day I couldn't sleep, but I couldn't see him, whatever. You know, they they're, they obviously have their own bedrooms and shit. So like, you know, but for a little bit during, you know, even till up till somewhat recently, you know, Ryder would come down and sleep with me because he fucking scared of the dark just freaking himself out watching shit on youtube and watching it and all this other stuff and fucking thinks that fucking uh um god damn it what's the clown's name from fucking it um not killjoy what the fuck anyways y'all know who the fuck i'm talking about it it um i couldn't stop thinking about Ryder crying and thinking about yo i need to help them out blah blah my wife would take him to the park you know it's just everything was fucked up because i was sick and i was like hey man don't hold it out on me go and do something you know, she went to go take him to go see the Lights Festival and go see Candy Cane Lane and go drive around and do things. And it was just driving me crazy. Like, I, I couldn't eat for the few few days, so it didn't really matter. Then after that, I was doing, like, you know, um, ordering Postmates and shit and rocking a fucking mask, rocking the shield. I'm going all the way through because, look, yo, I have full-blown habit. Like, I was contagious at those times. What really made me mad was my mom came to visit me, and she's like, you know what? I don't give a fuck. That's my son. I'm going down there. My wife was like, no, listen— Mrs. Han, your son has COVID. Like he's, he can't say, mom, don't come down here. And my mom was just so out of it. She ain't seen nobody. And she's been more, she was more paranoid than anybody. She's freaking out, didn't want to go anywhere. You know, um, she got robbed two weeks ago. You know, I talked about that on the show. My mom came downstairs to see me. And then she went to go see my sister and her entire family for like five hours, eight and everything. My sister was so livid. She was like, yo, mom, you could have fucked our shit up. And every year for the last almost 20 years, my sister and her family, they go to Hawaii for the holidays, for a Christmas holiday. They've been doing it like clockwork. And so, you know, going to a small island, you got to produce a test here and there. There ain't no hospital or anything, you know, that if this shit's got to get, you know, if it shit has to, if they have to go see somebody, they don't have those kind of, you know, it's just a real small remote place. So she was freaking out. Thank God everyone's safe and everything's good. But my brother-in-law, um, sister's husband, he got it. And he had like a 104 degree fever. That ain't no good fever to have when you're over 50 years old. So, you know, it's just been a real weird time. And it put me in a depressed state because I didn't get to see my kids and I didn't get to go see the Dust Brothers. And we were, you know, we were going to have our little thing and I wanted to break them off with their gifts and shit like that. And um, I didn't get to see my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. Uh, I wanted to give them their gifts and everything. It's just like, fuck, it fucked everything up. A lot of people I know got it. So like the second... I was able to get off quarantine, like the regular quarantine, like just a 10 day, even though CDC says, oh, five days, blah, blah. That's five days you got no symptoms. You still got to wait until you feel better to go five days. So I legitimately went 10 days from the day I got my symptoms. And, you know, I I just started barely, you know, kind of like physically walking out of the house a couple of days ago. But when I got in the car, you know, Tesla has that uh, biohazard uh, mode where it'll kill any airborne bacteria, any kind of fucking anything. If there was a fucking chemical warfare fucking going on, you could push that biohazard button on your Tesla and boom, you're Gucci. So, you know, I went out and took a drive. Went all through, went to fucking Monterey Park, got some boba, uh, went through Koreatown, went through all over randomly here and there, just driving the Tesla just until that motherfucking battery started dying. Then the next day, you know, I pulled up to, uh, to this place called SSR Performance, um, this little uh, tuning shop that does, uh, you know, exotics, uh, everything from euros to imports and stuff. And um, I linked up with the dudes from ESR Forged, 
And uh, I got these wheels put on my Tesla. Now, all I got to do is get the car lowered and get the alignment shit done. And uh, shout out to my people at Unplugged Performance, my boy Ben. He's going to do that. But the car looks great, drives great, fucking wheels are incredible. Everything is beautiful. But I'm just like still, my brain is not even functioning correctly all the way through. Pulled up at PSA again, grabbed my cards, was fucking super hyped. Got a bunch of other tents. By the way, during my quarantine, this is not any bullshit at all whatsoever. The cheapest box of Ben Baller Chrome right now, 2021 is probably 275, maybe close to 300 shipped. Okay. Now think about that. All right. There's 12 boxes in a case. Okay. So 12 boxes in a case. Um, is it 24? Am I tripping? No, no, 12 boxes in a case. All right. Now, so let's just say 12 boxes times 300 is $3,600. Okay. I went through eight fucking cases. I opened $30,000 in baseball cards during my fucking quarantine. I was just ripping packs like a fucking psycho. All right. Now, the crazy part is I probably pulled $50,000, $60,000 in breaks. There was some fucking heat in there. I pulled a one-on-one fucking uh, Nick Madrigal, fucking uh, Super Fractor Auto, pulled like four or five Mike Trout autos. 10 PSA 10s, it was grain crazy. I had all kinds of shit that I was pulling out, gangster shit. So during my whole fucking uh, quarantine, you know, I was just basically like trying to kill time. The crazy part was for that first week when I was sick, I was sleeping probably 18 hours a day. Like no joke. For three or four days straight, I was probably getting, I was probably sleeping for like six hours, wake up, stay up for four hours, then I go to sleep for like six or seven hours again. Then I'd wake up, stay up for like two, three, four hours, and then I go to sleep again. I was just fucking, I was a rap, you know. But um, I binge watched some shows. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, yeah, man, it was wild. It was definitely something that I don't want anybody to fucking get. I now obviously have the antibodies. I'll tell you this right now. Um, as soon as maybe I'll, I'll give myself until like end of February. And I'm fucking around getting boosted. I'm not playing no motherfucking games. I don't give a fuck. I took my kids to, uh, I took London and Ryder to go get um, their shot. And it was like one or two days before my my uh, my official quarantine was over. But wearing a mask, wearing a shield, wearing gloves and the whole nine. I took London and Ryder to get their first vaccination Pfizer shot. And um, I ain't gonna lie, man. Two days after they got the shot, they both got like diarrhea. Ryder still has a stomach ache like four or five days later. Um, London said he started feeling like a little sick and certain things. So I'm watching them because there is a case right now. There, there's something going on with young boys and having, uh, is it trichardia or something? I forgot how the fuck you pronounce it, but it's a heart situation where you're starting to get heart issues and, uh, there's been a couple rare cases. When I say a couple, I'm talking about even if there's 10, think about the millions of kids that have gotten vaccinated. They're, it's a real low percentage, but kids are starting to have like, not palpitations, but it's like um, a speeding heart rate and uh, chest pains. And so, you know, I'm watching, you know, so it's, it's made me a little weary, you know. Uh, in fact, when it gets, you know, of time, I'm going to call their pediatrician and ask them what, you know, what they think. Like, at least they got one vaccination shot in. And by the way, if you're in New York or you're in LA, if you're going, let's say I want to take London to the Staples, get, uh, if I want to take him to fucking crypto.com arena, he can't even come in because he's nine years old. He has to have proof of vaccination or, you know, get the test, whatever. It's just, that's a pain in the ass to do that shit. So, you know, that was another reason too. But more so, I want to protect him, you know? So yeah, man, it's been a wild, wild, wild two weeks. And uh, we'll get into more about this shit. I just, I'm telling you guys, if I had to go through the shit again, I would never. Like, just the fact, like, if it was October, if it was fucking, even my birthday month, I don't give a fuck about my birthday, but the most important holiday with family and everything, that shit fucked me up. But yo, we're gonna, we're gonna make it up, you know? I lost a lot of fucking money. No big fucking deal, right? It is what it is. And, um, I mean, shit. It was just a fucking crazy situation hitting my friends up that were having it. Like they were on day two, I was on day one and some of them were on fucking day five and I was on day one. And 
and just different people. And Travis Kelsey, I was talking to him and he was, he was like, yo, I feel kind of cool now, blah, 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 whatever. And, you know, I'm thinking about like, damn, I fucked around and missed, you know, I spent money on a fucking jet, lost my money there. Boom. Ain't no refund on that. Ain't no refund on some of the hotel shit I had. There's no fucking refund on other shit like the fucking Seahawks game. And I was already too sick to go anyways. But it was just like all kinds of little random ass shit just to add more bullshit to the holiday. And I already told you guys, you know, December's the month where I fucking, you know, I lose my net worth. But, you know, bounce right the fuck back. I'm not playing games. But yeah, man, um, you know, uh, before we jump into a commercial break, I wanted to just give a little public service announcement. It is 2022, guys. Okay. It is 2022. Please remove the jeweler or the jeweler from your social media names. Let alone, please do not actually call yourself that. Please do not use those monikers in real life. And I'm trying to help you guys, especially the goofballs who really think that they're doing shit, right? Like, could you imagine if someone's like, yo, I'm, I'm Russ Westbrook, the baller. I'm LeBron, the baller. I'm the rapper, Jay-Z. Like, why the fuck would you call yourself the Jew? Don't do that. Build the motherfucking real name. Like, if your fucking name is fucking, you know, Leon, you know, and you don't like that name, then call your motherfucking self Leo. Leo the Lion or some shit. Think of a different fucking name. Don't call yourself Leon the Jeweler. I don't even know if there's a fucking Leon. I'm just saying, like, take that shit out, okay? You know, um, one highlight while I was on, uh, actually, right off my quarantine, fresh off my quarantine, saw Eminem bought a board ape, or um, did he buy fucking crypto? No, he bought a board ape, bought a board ape. And he also, Marshall Mathers, my dude, who I've not seen in fucking 15 years, probably, he copped a Ben Baller blockchain. Uh, I forgot what number it was. I should have fucking wrote that down with my notes. That was probably more important. But, uh, you know, one dude during quarantine who I got to chop it up with my, was my man, Carl Towns, right? Cat, um, who's obviously dating um, my homie, Jordan Woods. She's a friend of the podcast, friend of mine, a real, real, real ass chick. And, um, you know, I made him a, a nameplate Christmas and I was already fucked up and busy because I'm making a fucking Super Bowl chain. I got fucking two big motherfucking orders that I got to finish like in the next three weeks. So like, I really didn't have no fucking time, but I had to make sure he was good. And uh, I made a nameplate uh, for, for Jordan, for him as a gift, because, you know, the hardest people to get gifts for is obviously me and anybody who's pretty much has everything, right? So who do you, what do you, and some people are like, well, get them the same thing twice. Now that ain't me. Like, I really don't want anything. I really have everything I need. But, you know, um, Carl been busting our ass. And if you've been paying attention, the narrative has been off him. So if you watch the way Carl's been playing, Carl has been whooping our ass, especially when we play against Minnesota. It's been crazy. So the fact that we got the W last night against him and he didn't get to play was funny as shit. But I knew immediately when I DM'd him, he was going to hit me. So we chopped it up. You know, he's on COVID. He's on uh uh, health protocols and COVID protocols and all that shit and everything. He gets cleared uh, tomorrow. But we talked for like an hour and 10 minutes and really just got it. And I was like, yo, this is a motherfucking real charismatic motherfucking, uh, he got a personality, man. I had no idea from the whole time that he's been with, with Jordan, which is like, you know, over two years now. Dude is real, real, real cool as fuck. Had no idea dude was that cool. And we got to chop it up. Energy incredible. Dude is funny as shit. And um, another dude I really appreciate, by the way, I got to say, shout out to Jen Meyer. Jen fucking Meyer, I love you so much. I cannot tell you how much you helped me throughout this. Jen has been on the podcast. Um, you know, she's also a jeweler. Her father was, uh, well, no, he's retired still, was a real important dude in Hollywood, president of fucking Universal. That's a big fucking deal, right? Um, she was married his two kids with Tobey Maguire, the OG Spider-Man. But Jen really helped me out a lot. Jen, I love you. Thank you so much. And another dude who really helped me out a lot during my quarantine was Jimmy Jam. Jimmy Jam is a real motherfucking legend, okay? Please do not trip. Flight Time Productions, do you even understand Janet Jackson? Like, this dude unwrote some of the biggest songs in R&B history, all right, with Prince, you name it, all the way down. Jimmy Jam, 
fucking legend. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. His daughter, Bella, was supposed to be on podcast and I never got her on. She had got COVID and stuff. It's crazy too. That was a long time ago. But during my quarantine and my sickness, he gave me a lot of shit to watch, talked about a bunch of things. And it was a trip. I was like, yo, man, do your kids know how much of a legend you are? And he said some shit that really fucked me up. He said, I don't want my kids to know me as a legend. I want my kids to know me as a dad that supported them and that enabled their dreams and shit. Like, it was just like, yo, and the kids live amazing. They're, they're such great kids. His wife is beautiful. And like, just an amazing dude, man. This dude, Jimmy Jam, is like, and we could just talk for hours about music and all the other shit. But um, yo, man, let's get into some commercials real quick. And then I want to talk about a bunch of shit that I want to do. I just feel like, yo, man, I feel like that two weeks, I just feel like I lost so much of my motherfucking life off that shit. But yo, Miles, yeah, you already know. I, I hear that Lakey right there. Yo, Lakey, man, uh, man, bro, we got to connect, man. I'm about to have Lakey on the show. But yeah, Miles, you are really on it today, man. I, I hear the music. Yeah, that's that, that's that shit right there. If you guys don't know, that's my man at Lakey. His Instagram name is Lakey Inspired, but he's about to drop the Inspired. He just wants to be at Lakey. So, you know, I call him Lakey Lake. We got a commercial break coming up right now, and we'll be right back with more BTB, y'all. It's the beginning of a new year, so there's never been a better time to get back into shape. But between balancing work, family, and life in general, it could be hard to make fitness a priority. That's why I use FitBot. FitBot's innovative algorithm learns about your goals and training abilities and crafts a personalized training regimen that's unique to you. Start the year off, like me, with 25% off a FitBot membership. Whether you exercise three days a week or twice a day, Every workout is scientifically proven to be better than the last. FitBot even tracks your muscle recovery, balancing your workout plan with a variety of exercises to avoid overworking certain muscles. FitBot is super easy to use and even has a brand new HD video tutorial to make learning new exercises a breeze. It integrates with your Apple Watch and apps like Apple Health, Fitbit, and Strava. Personalized training can be tough on a budget, but Fitbot is only $12.99 a month or $79.99 a year. That's $12.99 a month. Kick the new year off right and get started on your customized fitness plan from Fitbot. Get 25% off a membership when you sign up now at fitbot.me slash baller. That's 25% off your membership at fitbod.me slash baller. Life is short and um, life insurance is really important. Life insurance, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. Why not pay a bit each month to protect the ones that you love? If you're asking yourself this question, choose ladder. Ladder is 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork, when you apply for $3 million in coverage or less. You just need a few minutes and a phone or a laptop to apply. Ladder's smart algorithms work in real time, so you'll find out instantly if you're approved. No hidden fees. Cancel any time. Get a full refund if you change your mind in the first 30 days. And ladder policies are issued by insurers with long proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A plus by AM Best. Finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now's the time to cross it off your list. So go to ladderlife.com slash baller today to see if you're instantly approved. That's L-A-D-D-E-R life.com slash baller. Ladderlife.com slash baller. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, 
your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need all in one place. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash baller. Head to netsuite.com slash baller for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash baller. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? We're back. More BTB. Straight off the known piece. Um, You know, back from that two-week vacation. We've never been on vacation since the show started. I needed it. Thank God I did it. Thought about giving you guys an emergency here and there, but I really did need to just kind of break away. You know, we might have fell off the charts because uh, nothing's registered. Unless, you know what, I could have been pushing it, but I don't give a fuck about that. I know who the real motherfuckers are who are listening to the show. And we got the interviews coming up. We got my man who does all the credit repair, if you remember. And uh, he didn't fix my credit. And, uh, you know, my shit kind of fell off a little bit. I'm at like 788 or something, which is still obviously excellent. But we're going to have him back on. Um, in fact, Jordan Woods wants to get back on. Still got to get a couple girls on the show. Kendra Lust, porn star. She wants to jump on the show. Who else is supposed to come on? I forgot. My man, Mike Amiri is going to get on the show. Just a whole lot of people. But um, we're not going to do an episode this Thursday. I don't know when we're going to jump back. And I don't know when we're going to get video. We're going to get it cracking. I see my man Rapport is really starting to get the video shit on. And and I really do got to just, I finally like, fuck this, 2022. Let's. Are we going to get into this? Are we going to fuck around and really do this the real way? Or are we not? But because I fucked up my kids Christmas and my wife and all the other stuff and just shit that's been going on, I don't know she's stressed out. We're going to take off this week. Now, I'm not going to say really where. I was. I had on my notes where we're going, but then it had fucked up our vacation just in case other people go. And some people are like, oh, Ben, get over yourself. You know, who's going to go over there? You know what? I'm not going to get over myself because I'm going to tell the truth. I don't give a fuck where the fuck I'm at. I could be at a gas station in North Hollywood. I can be walking down the street in Sausalito. I run into people all the fucking time, every single fucking day. And there's some shit and it's like, man, the privacy thing is, is really a gem. So if you see me out somewhere and we're in the RV, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we're going to go drive. We're going to stop at a few spots here and there. But we want to want to stay at a nice resort and just be out with the kids. And, you know, I ain't got to worry about the Omicron shit because, you know, I ain't got to worry about fucking COVID for a little bit. But, you know, we're going to take a little vacation. What I really want to do is when I was on quarantine, I was watching this, this documentary called The Secret Life of a Cruise Ship. I don't know how many BTB members have been on a cruise like Princess Cruises or um, Royal Caribbean, where the fuck it is, Royal Princess or I don't know what the fuck it's called. And also the Disney cruise, which I've been wanting to go on forever, but the kids are too young. Now they're like old enough. Obviously, the worst fucking time to go on a cruise is right now. With what's going on And I don't want to fucking worry like, I think about my life before fucking COVID And you think about these times You're like yo what the fuck We're living in crazy times right now But I really It was my dream Even like you know Five, six, ten years ago I used to love that TV show The Love Boat Now if you are not at least 40 years old You won't know what the fuck The Love Boat is But it was always a dream of mine To go on a cruise And I don't know why I never did And we talk about my mother-in-law Yo Nicolette's mom is the fucking queen of cruises. She has been on a bunch of cruises. I love that shit. You go eat 24 hours a day. There is food 24 hours a day. It's lit. You know, they got all this. Sh- you can stay in a nice ass fucking suite, swimming, play basketball, go watch movies. You go gamble. You do fucking everything. So if anyone who has listened to this episode has been on a cruise, please send a DM to the uh, Ben Baller Pod sh- uh, Instagram. Don't send it to mine. My DMs are so fucked up, I can't see shit. But I really want to go on a cruise. 
Tell me where you went on a cruise. In fact, if you have went on a cruise from anywhere in Southern California, please tell me. Because I, I really want to go on a cruise. All the dopest cruises, though, start from like Miami and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go on a fucking real cruise where you were out there on a, one of the motherfucking big joints that hold like five to 6,000 people where you just have like, I want all that shit. I want to go fucking just wake up in the middle of the night and go get some chocolate cake and go play fucking video games and go fucking watch a movie, go play basketball, whatever. But yeah, definitely if, if, if you uh, have been on a cruise, let me know what cruise what it was like, if you got any hacks on a cruise, all that shit. While I was on quarantine, I watched a lot of shit, you know, because I was trying to get into to the thing. When, when I was cracking all those packs of baseball cards, I watched this ABC show called The Rookie. I had never fucking heard of this show in my entire life, and I'm just like shaking my head like, what the fuck is this show? I randomly pulled it up, while watching the fucking documentary on fucking Ghislaine Maxwell. By the way, that bitch has got, you know, she's guilty on five or six counts. She's going to fuck around and do like 70 years. She ain't got 70 years to do, but I'm surprised her ass ain't get killed yet because the whole situation. But, you know, I was like kind of low-key obsessed about the Jeffrey Epstein shit. I've been watching it. And it's so weird that Donald Trump Jr. has been making jokes about Ghislaine Maxwell. Like, bitch, don't you know that your motherfucking dad, they proved it in the federal trial that your dad was on his plane six times during times when she said he wasn't fucking, you know, he there was kicking it, right? On Lolita Express. And I ain't talking about the times from before that that I already said. This was six times that people didn't know about publicly. Anyways, watching this Ghislaine Maxwell thing, whatever, passed out, woke up. I was like, what the fuck is this show? Now, I will give that dude still brazy this. When there's crooked cop shows and other shit like cops, a TV show, whatever, boom, I'm in it. Training Day, you know, that movie, I love that movie. You watch certain cop movies, they're cool. Some of them are just, eh, they're all right. Um, there was one I just saw, fuck, what's it called? Crown Vic with uh, Thomas Jane fucking, I forgot what the fuck his name is. That was actually pretty kind of, that was kind of crazy. That was a little lit. But this show is a little bit, you know, it's it's, it's ABC. But I'll be, I'll be real, it was like four seasons or three seasons. I watched every fucking episode. There was like 50-something episodes. Now, it's not bosh. It's not edgy like that. But it was a good fucking show. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like, I was really impressed. And I don't think I would have watched if I wasn't on quarantine, but that motherfucker was lit. Now, another thing that was lit, um, thanks to my man Scott Venner, was the Kenny G documentary. I don't fuck with Kenny G. Never understood why people hated him so much, but I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Never really paid too much attention to Kenny G, but I know who the fuck the dude was because of jokes and everything, right? Didn't realize he was the highest selling instrumentalist in the world. And I didn't even know that this motherfucker, Kenny G, is from Seattle. This dude was really about that music life. And the crazy thing is, he was one of the first 10 investors, one of the first ever investors in Starbucks. So you know his paper long as a motherfucker. And he's just like a, it was a really good documentary, man. I, I, didn't, I didn't really know how multiverse this dude was. And uh, if you got a chance and you got HBO Max, watch that Kenny G documentary. In fact, my man Lamar Taylor, who's uh, the weekend's right-hand man and runs all the creative for EXO, he was like, yo, what the fuck was that documentary on? Boom. Thank you, Scott Venner. That shit was dope. Um, and by the way, I had no idea Doug Ellen was that dope. And if you don't know, my man Scott, was Scott on my show? Am I fucking tripping? Has Scott been on my show? Anyway, Scott has his own podcast. He has a podcast with Pharrell. They've had it for a while. I am other podcasts, whatever. Scott was a music supervisor for the show Entourage. And I know most of the actors on the show. Obviously, the original show was based on my friend Mark Wahlberg, the actor. And uh, Doug Ellen is a, you know, the director and co-creator, whatever. And um, I just started following his Instagram page and he's amazing. So, you know, he has a podcast with my man, Kevin Connolly, who played E on Entourage. I've known Kevin for, holy fucking shit, I realize. I've known Kevin for 30, maybe a little bit longer, over 30 years of my life. And um, I might jump on that Victory podcast. By the way, while I was on COVID, I jumped on my man, Cuffs the Legend, who's LeBron James' homeboy, like real close homie, jumped on his podcast, The Basketball Dude. I threw some gems on there. We did not talk about LeBron at all whatsoever. Um, 
I made a public apology to Kuzma, and I won't tell you why. I think when you hear that, you'll understand. So yeah, man, thank you, Scott, again, <laughs> for the recommendation on the Kenny G documentary. That shit was lit. Now, besides watching you know, some of the old movies I've already seen, I actually watched Bosch. I watched three seasons of Bosch. I didn't watch all seven, but I watched three just because I was like, fuck, you know, I need to watch some shit three, four in the morning. I'm just up. What am I going to do? I'm like bored, taking naps here and there, going to sleep. There's a movie I've been wanting to watch that I wish I saw in the theaters, but I couldn't because I wasn't really going to theaters. And I still haven't gone to a theater throughout the entire pandemic. But my man, Justin Chun, Korean dude from Orange County, he has done some dope projects here and there. His claim to fame was he was in that, that uh, the fucking, what was the vampire movie? What the fuck was the vampire movie with fucking um, the dude who plays Batman now and fucking, uh, you know what the fuck the movie, Robert Pattinson, Twilight. That's what Justin's fucking claim to fame is. Anyways, he just did a movie uh, and it came out like maybe three weeks ago or four weeks ago. It was called Blue Bayou. Man, this motherfucking movie was good as shit. Justin, I fucking salute you, bro. God damn. Damn, that motherfucking movie's good. And not only goddamn, you fucking know, goddamn it, you know I got a crush on fucking Alicia fucking Vikander. I fucking love that girl. And fuck Tomb Raider. Once I saw fucking, um, the fuck was the movie called? Goddamn, but yo, the COVID, COVID got my fucking head fucked up. Uh, what the fuck was, what the fuck was the movie she was in? God damn it. Ex Machina. That's the fucking movie that, that put me in a whole different spot. Yo, I love that chick. Everything she's been in, she's been fire. This movie, Blue Bayou, Bayou as in, you know, the South and fucking Louisiana. Anyways, this movie was good. So, yeah, man, that was definitely something that fucked me up. And uh, I wish I bought it now. Maybe I have to go buy it. What else? You know what, man? I'm so pissed off. The last episode of Power, Power Book, right? Ghost. That shit was dope, and it said two weeks in two weeks. You know what? They're on some fucking bullshit on some Filipino time because it was supposed to come out tomorrow. Now, I find out it's not coming out till next fucking Sunday, so I'm kind of upset about that shit, but uh, it is what the fuck it is. You know what? We went to a restaurant yesterday that I've been to one time before, and uh, it's in Burbank, California. It's like a fucking 30-minute drive up there, and it's called Castaway. It's a country club, but it's a nice restaurant. And you know what? It's kind of cheesy. It's got to feel like whatever, but they got a beautiful view. And it's basically the nicest restaurant in Burbank, right? You don't really get a lot of nice restaurants in Burbank and Glendale. I mean, Glendale has like, you know, the Americana, but like, I don't know. Like, no, the Americana has some nice restaurants. Um, Bourbon is a nice spot. And, you know, but like, it's just different. You know, Carousel's like not really like that. I don't, like, Glendale, I'm trying to think, is there like a... Now, I don't think so. This is really a little, little low-key fly spot. Now, we went there for brunch. I didn't go there for dinner. I know dinner could probably get a little sexy in there. You know, they got the valet. There's some, there's some motherfucker. I see some Armenians up in there with fucking Lambo, fucking Uruses and shit and everything, right? Whatever. But it's the only nice restaurant in Burbank like that. Let me tell you something. Their French toast is the best French toast I've ever had. It is lit. It was fucking six inches deep. So you definitely got to try out the French toast at fucking Castaway in Burbank. It is on the hill. They got the view of the whole city, the whole nine. They got steak Benedict. And you got, you could choose three different kinds of steaks. Now, it's like 48, 50 bucks for the steak Benedict, but it's worth it. Now, I haven't had dinner there, but I'll tell you, I bet you the dinner is probably even better than brunch. I don't know because, you know, it ain't like we could have some fucking uh, sexy fucking dinners with me and my wife right now because um, what's going on with, with just, you know, with the kids and everything. So... Definitely gonna check it out. Um, it ain't gonna fucking replace Chateau Marmont or fucking, you know, Sunset Tower Hotel or something, but it's uh, definitely something I'm starting to kind of fuck with. And, you know, I was thinking about this because my kids got French fries and everything else. And it's something I've been wanting to ask you guys and ask social media forever. Why the fuck, if you get French fries from any place that has French fries, okay? No one here, oh, they're real potatoes. Shut the fuck up. In and outs fucking real fucking potatoes. In and outs French fries are trash. They've always been trash. I don't give a fuck what kind of cheese, animal style, blah, blah, whatever. Sometimes if you get at the right perfect timing, I'd say one batch of fries out of 15 orders of in and out will be good. Okay. 
my question is, the million dollar question is, how the fuck do you reheat French fries? And why can't you reheat French fries? Now, if you put French fries in the refrigerator, forget about it. Back in the day when I was a kid, some people say, oh, put them in the oven. Nah, motherfucker. Like real shit. I'm talking about microwave shit. And people say, oh, put a bowl of water and then redo it. And that shit doesn't work. I don't know. It definitely was better than what I've been doing. And I didn't find out about that until my brother-in-law told me about it. But if someone can figure out how to reheat French fries in a microwave and have them taste at least 70, no, 80% legit from when they are fresh, if someone can figure that out, they're going to be a billionaire. And if someone's like, oh, motherfucker, I got this. I love when people say, oh, you're fucking, you've been tripping. This is how you find this. How about shut the fuck up and back it up? Guarantee. Because I've been around a lot of people. I've asked a lot of people, cooks, chefs, everything. One of you motherfuckers might have something a little better than a bowl of water, but I'm telling you, whoever can figure out how to reheat cold French fries from fucking McDonald's or Del Taco, where the fuck you get French fries from, or even a fucking restaurant, you're going to be rich as a motherfucker. All right? <laughs> Anyways, um, is your ex still using your Netflix? That's what one woman found out after she downloaded Truebill, which finds and cancels subscriptions with just one tap. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. And Truebill Concierge is where when you need them to, they will cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Like Becca L., who says, hands down, the best financial app I ever discovered. In my first week, I opened up $187 in unused recurring subscriptions. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash baller. Go right now, truebill.com slash baller. It could save you thousands a year. It saves me thousands a year. That's truebill.com slash baller. Um, yeah, man, Seahawks season is done. Thinking about that. And, ah, oh, man, I, just, I can't fucking believe that this is happening right now. One of my boys who I know listens to the podcast, and uh, I, I got to fucking text him. I feel bad. He's probably, I'm probably going to forget. I always set alarms up and everything. But I was supposed to go to Arizona this coming Sunday. Supposed to go there to watch the fucking the last game of our season versus the Cardinals, right? Kyler's back. You know, who fucking knows? Uh, anything goes, right? The last home game of the season at Lumen Field was yesterday, and we waxed that Lions ass. Uh, Russell Wilson looked good, you know? Um, play column seemed pretty good. Some of the shit that we did was a little sus here and there, right? But when we fucked around, scored a 50-piece. And we could have scored even more, but, uh, you know, we put it down, said, fuck this. But, uh, you know, we played without Bobby Wagner, who is our best fucking defensive player on the team. Just weird. You know, it was weird. We weren't playing for anything. So the fans, you know, they're out there just to watch these two teams, the Detroit Lions and the Seahawks, just to play and just watch it. And it was just, it was dope to see. I was so sad I couldn't go. Now, you know, I could have gone, but just missing that time with my family, I just feel like I just, man, and I'm still not 100%. I don't want to fuck, and, and, and again, we're taking a trip, so I didn't want to fuck that up. And so I'm supposed to be in Arizona this Sunday. I already have a hotel and another fucking flight to fucking Phoenix, and I'm going to have to fucking cancel that and lose that shit. But my man Spanky, if you are listening to this show and I have not texted you before this, I am fucking sorry. I will pay you for the tickets. I apologize. I'm already losing money on the fucking hotel and the fucking, uh, my plane ticket. But yeah, I'm not going to make it to Arizona to watch this game. Fucking sucks. But you know what? I'm excited for next season and and I definitely got to hit Seattle for other things. Maybe hit Mill Creek Sports. I don't know. Maybe hit fucking, um, maybe the podcast where it goes up there. I'm not sure. I'm just excited to be back on the microphone talking that shit. But now yesterday, the highlight of all the NFL was my man Antonio Brown lost it. Now, people speculate left and right what was wrong, 
people already know AB ain't right. Something ain't right in dude's head, right? And I'm not listening, necessarily listening or believing what Bruce Arians has got to say. And I know he had incentives as a receiver. He's supposed to get 50 catches. He'd get 333000 If he gets, you know, 12 touchdowns or something, he'd get this much, boom. And he was like a million dollars away from getting certain things. He wasn't getting the balls or whatever. He wasn't getting the looks. He wasn't getting the catches. I don't know. And then Bruce Arians had said in his press conference, oh, I don't want to talk about it because he's not on the team anymore. He's done. Now, look. I'm not saying what Anthony, Antonio Brown did was right. A.B. was all the way wrong, 100%. That ain't how you handle shit. And you already knew he was off, you know, off his meds or something was wrong. Right? I ain't seen anybody act like that since Old Dirty Bastard. And for those of you who don't really know about Wu-Tang Clan, you don't even know how crazy this motherfucker was. Now, the thing is, I've seen a lot of people making jokes. And to a certain point, you know, all right, cool. And I don't fuck with A.B. That, like that. I don't really care about dude so much. You know, he's a wild boy. But I'm not going to laugh. Because either he got CTE or there's some other deep shit that's going on in his brain. And, and I feel bad for dude. Like, that was scary. That was sad. You know, it's fucked up. It really is. If you watch that Aaron Hernandez fucking documentary and you watch when they talk about Junior Seau and all this stuff. And how Junior Seau cut, shot himself in the chest. Didn't shoot himself in the head because he didn't want to He wanted to make sure they could fucking examine his brain. And just the crazy shit. I just, I don't know, man. It's fucked up. I feel bad. I know there's probably a field day going to go on because I'm about to watch uh, First Take and all that shit in about two hours. And I know they're going to start talking all kinds of crazy shit. And who knows? Matt have a field day. Hope they're cool on it. My boy Cuffs feels like he's the same thing as Kyrie. I don't think so. I think there's something way more deeper, you know, that that's wrong with Antonio than him. But, you know, for him to take off his pads and throw his fucking jersey into the fucking crowd and start dancing on the fucking going tripping, something was wrong. And dude was, again, I already know that, you know, he wasn't right and whatever. And, and I'm surprised, you know, um, Tom Brady definitely showed some compassion when he was talking about it. But he just quit, you know. And, and you know, Bruce Arians said he's fucking off the team, whatever. Cool. Now, will he sign with somebody else? No. Definitely not. Like Kyrie, I'd be like, ah, maybe someone to sign. I don't know, whatever. I don't think anybody signed up for a long time. Antonio Brown, that is it. You saw him play his last football game ever. You ain't going to see him. He's going to be fighting Jake Paul or doing some other shit. I don't see it period. Now, I think I've talked about on the pod here before, he's hit me up for chains and been like, I don't, and I'm like, I don't want to be a part of that shit. Some people say, you know, because they don't know what, he wouldn't know what the fuck to do with his chain if he had to get rid of it, whatever. Like, if it was a big diamond or if it was earrings, cool, because, you know, he could make some money off that. I was listening to Kendrick uh, Perkins, Perkins, Swaggoo and Perk, and Perkins was talking about how one of his worst situations he bought was a chain. He bought a $30,000 chain and he ended up selling it for 10. Bro, you fuck with me, that ain't going to happen. I ain't gonna let that happen to you, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when Antonio Brown messaged me about getting a chain, I was like, yeah, bro, I, I, I'm too busy. So I'm sure he was like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? But yeah, I just didn't want to be a part of any of that shit. Dude, you know, has lost money, whatever. I don't fucking know. Dude is, is out of it. But yeah, man, it just sucks. I just, I, I, I feel bad for dude. Um, as far as my Lakers, you know, we've been winning some games here and there. LeBron is playing crazy. He's 37 fucking years old and still balling. And I'm sorry, y'all, but 37 ain't that old to me. You know, motherfuckers is playing to their 40 here and there and they're playing all right. I just don't feel like, you know, but at the level he's playing at, it's, it's definitely something. And yeah, he's now number three on the, on the scoring list. He's about to pass Carmelo this season. Uh, I don't think he'll catch Kareem, but he'll catch Kareem next season. And, uh, as far as us, we can fuck around and turn up. We could start winning and shit can change. I don't know. AD's fragile as a motherfucker. I hate to say it, even though he's a friend of mine, but Russ is just, I think we, he's got to go. You know, it was Jordan fucking Winter, aka one half of the Dust Brothers, had to tell me we're paying him 40 M's. I didn't even realize we're paying him that much money. Like he's got to fucking go. I don't know who the fuck would take him. I don't know how the fuck's going to go out. The jury is still, you know, out on the season with the Lakers. You know, we can't fuck around and lose more than 11 games right now. We got to fuck around and really get out there. No way we can win. We lose three games in a row. We need to really go out there and tap that ass. We need to get and find it. Like, this is bullshit. We can fuck around and still get in this bitch. And when I was talking and having a deep ass conversation with fucking Carl Anthony Towns, he was really, you know, his basketball IQ was crazy, but we was really talking about this shit. He's like, yo, I would love to be a seven seed in the West and, you know, end up facing Phoenix or whatever. And they match up good with Phoenix, by the way. You'd be fucking surprised. And, um, you know, he don't want to match up with Denver, but it is what it is. What they don't want to match see is GSW in the first two rounds. So, you know, I think it's going to be a GSW or Phoenix that take the West. 
I, I don't got faith in our Lakers to do it. You know, out on the East, feel like it's going to be the Bulls, maybe Milwaukee. Bulls are tough as a motherfucker. And I already said that before when I was watching them play and I went to the game and I talked about them uh, when I went with Justin LeBoy and that thing. And by the way, man, speaking of Justin LeBoy, man, Ye has been inviting me to Donda games. And I'm just like, part of me is like, you know what? I want to have a conversation with dude, but it wouldn't matter. We could have a two-hour conversation, I just feel like, and then never speak for like another year or two. Like, he's just so like, I don't want to just be some dude's random part-time, whatever. And I'm not trying to get content out of dude. Like, I don't need that for what? And he doesn't need it necessarily, right? So I'm just like, what would be the purpose just for the sake of entertainment? I don't know. But the last time I was with Justin, we went to the fucking Bulls-Lakers game and motherfucking DeMar DeRozan and fucking Lonzo and fucking uh, Zach Levine. Yo, that squad is deep. But low-key, Carl wasn't bullshitting, man. Minnesota, is, this motherfucker's been scoring some 30-piece, 40-piece here and there, busting our ass. Carl's a beast, man. That bullshit out narrative that Jimmy Butler bitch ass fucking put out there. And I knew that fucking Jimmy Butler was, was toxic. So, you know, I don't know. But I mean, I just think that it'd be GSW, Phoenix, you know, it'd be fucking Milwaukee and fucking the Bulls. But yo, let me tell you something. If the Nets figure it out and there is a Golden State Warriors Nets finals, shit, yo. That'll be some shit right there. If they really could figure it out and motherfuckers is healthy and Kyrie figures out that fucking plant-based vaccine or whatever the fuck he's got going on in his fucking cuckoo-ass brain, that shit will be motherfucking lit. Speaking of lit, actually not lit. <laughs> the All-Star game is in Cleveland this year. I keep forgetting it's fucking 2022. I'm like, oh, next year, next year. No. All-Star game is in Cleveland this year. I know Cuddy's going to be like the mascot for the game. My boy Daniel Arsham is um, the creative director for the Cleveland Cavaliers now. It's going to be interesting. Am I going to go? I think so. It's going to be uh, uh, weird. I don't know. And you know, I got the Super Bowl coming up. I got a lot of shit going on. I got to figure all this shit out. But guys, I think that's it. I wanted to give you guys pretty much about an hour right back, banging, um, we got some interviews, like I said, I got to knock out, get some shit back up on here, but I feel great, um, feel a lot better, I'm excited to get this little vacation in, I will see you guys back in a week, um, I love you guys, man, it is, I hope you're having a great fucking 2022 already, it's just getting started, listen, that attitude, you know, some people are like, all right, they need that clean slate, all right, I'm not mad at you, I just don't like the people that are like, you know, in December, be like, oh, fuck that, you know, next year yet, new year, new me, blah, blah, no, fuck all that. Go out there and make something fucking happen today, tomorrow, yesterday. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't need 2023 to because you fucked up one time. You could fuck up 17 times this year and still have the best year of your life. So just understand that. All right, guys. Um, we didn't get into getting the crypto or NFT shit or anything else, whatever. And I don't really want to fucking Gary V you guys and bum y'all out. But I will say, making money is not enough. All right. Making money is not enough to survive what is going on right now. If you make a lot of money, just saying, at some certain point, you need to make sure you're investing in something. And I even said, I was dead serious when I said, invest in some fucking sports cards. Something that is going, you think that's going to make a return. You know, if you fucking want to buy some fucking uh, Mac Jones cards, buy some fucking Justin Herbert cards, buy some fucking Mookie Betts cards. Try to find some shit that you think is going to go up and just sit on it. Anything that's going to go up more than 10%, start sitting on shit. Start, start buying some shit. Even my Bear Brick collection that went up so fucking high in the pandemic. Think about shit. Don't think about flipping. Unless, unless you got no other job, that's what you're doing. All right, cool. But if you got a job and you're making money, Think about investing, all right? Is it the best time to buy real estate? Not in Los Angeles. And I'm seeing this thing, oh, there's a decline rate right now. People are leaving the state. More people are leaving. Not many people are moving here. Great. I hope that nobody fucking moves here, you know? Even though I do myself want to fucking leave this, you know, leave LA. But, you know, I hope a lot of people fucking leave here. There's been a lot of weird shit going on. And I'm thankful again to have the fucking firepower that I got in this house. But, you know, God pray for me if, if I have to use this shit because, you know, I'll fuck around and 
We'll make John Wick 4 in this bitch. But yo, that's it, guys. I'll be back next Monday. Yo, this is not your practice life, man. You know what I mean? Make it a great day. All that good shit. 2022, guys. I wish you guys all success. We will get more into the business shit. But I just want to let you guys know the Omicron Don is solid. I'm feeling good. Hope all your families are healthy. Stay safe. It is not a joke out there. I know the one way to surefire get everyone to fucking, uh, you know, um, you know, herd immunity is for everyone to get it. And I feel like that might happen, but I don't want everyone to get sick. You know, I don't give a fuck what nobody says. There is a flu out there still. There is a cold out there. COVID is a different type of shit. So that's it. Anyways, that's it, yo. Is it Jordan going to do this right now? Oh, no, okay, Miles. Yo, Miles, man. Uh, you already know the deal. Hit me off with some of my man, my man, Lakey Lake. Yes, sir. Yo, guys, love you guys. For real. No bullshit. I will see you back next Monday. Yo, Lakey, take us out of here, bro. Peace. Peace.